Welcome everyone to the CBRC use case score and register. And today I'm really, really excited to introduce our next project, which is the Cafe Barbera supply chain project. And on the, the call today with the interview, we have Elio Barbera, who is from the founding family from 1876. 1870. 1870. 1870. So there's, I'm really excited to, to have Elio here because there's massive history. Any coffee lovers as well is going to love some of his stories. And, you know, th this is all about coffee, but more importantly, coffee with blockchain. And so, you know, let's let's do the introduction. So, Elio, if you want to introduce yourself sure. and, and the company, that'd be brilliant. Thanks, Anthony, for having me here. So I'm Elio, and uh, I'm the sixth generation of uh, Barbera Company, which is a very, very old coffee company founded in 1870 in southern Italy, today being the oldest Italian and one of the oldest European coffee company, even probably worldwide. So um, we, let's say, we have a long history of sixth generation. Um, mostly, I will immediately jump, let's say, to our generation. So... The, the company today, it's uh, an international company exporting its product to over 65 countries worldwide, um, mostly covering channels such as Oreca, so distribution in hotel, restaurants, but also distribution in supermarkets, and let's say any channel where coffee could be sold. So we import green coffee from, uh, from the regions, so from different countries worldwide, and then we roast here in Naples, and then we re-export worldwide. During the years, we also launched a coffee shop chain today with around 60 outlets in uh, 21 countries that are uh, classic Italian coffee shop uh, trying to bring it Italian culture, let's say, worldwide. Excellent. Which are the best countries? Which are, where, where do you have the most coffee? Yeah, countries? so we, uh, the tradition of the family always has been to import from seven different origins. In fact, our main blend, uh, which is called the Magro, is actually a seven beans blend, roasted singly, third generation roasted blended together. However, during the years, and thanks to the blockchain project, we've been actually adapting new and using new farmers, not, let's say not using, buying from uh, new plantations. And so today we work with 10 plantations, uh, which are mostly Brazil, uh, Costa Rica, Colombia, Nicaragua, Honduras. Uh, we work in Indonesia, in the Jama Island with a very nice Robusta, Ethiopia, Sidamo, Shangri-La, um, which is from El Salvador, which is also a funny story because I went there not only for the coffee plantation, but also to see the Bitcoin beach. Bitcoin, yes. That yeah. was fun. And, uh, um, and um, India, which is also another region. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So uh, before we get on to the, the um, tracking side of it and the supply chain, which is the, you know, the interesting part, just give us a bit more of your blockchain journey because you've been interested in and working actually real use cases for blockchain for a number of years. So just give us a, a few highlights um, before we talk about the, the tracking. Yeah, so uh, let's say my, my, the, the, the introduction of blockchain solution for our company came a little bit from my passions. Uh, passion, I mean, for, for the industry from Bitcoin in 2016. Um, then, you know, when once COVID arrived, uh, I always say we had a lot of time because even if coffee was even drunk, I was drunk a little bit less because we work a lot with cafe, restaurants that, of course, they were shut, shut down. So we try to focus in sector that uh, 
could actually grow during COVID, uh, COVID months. And one of the sector was, of course, our e-com, our e-commerce. And so, you know, by looking solutions, it was also the, you know, 2020 was the beginning of the last bull run. Um, I was uh, uh, I was put in touch with the, uh, another ecosystem, another, uh, let's say, Algorand ecosystem. And that, at the time, I was trying to understand what we could do actually to bring some innovation in our e-commerce. So one, the first, let's say, trial we did, the first implementation was actually implementing a payment rates using crypto, okay. which today, of course, is a very common thing. By the time, was uh, quite unusual. I mean, we're the first uh, in the coffee industry in Europe to okay. do something like this. So we started accepting, uh, at the beginning, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, XRP, uh, and uh, um, USDC at the time. And then we even expanded to over 30 different currencies. So we did this implementation in our website. Um, we also, still today, you can actually change the pricing of our product from Euro to Bitcoin to ETH, which is very fun. Uh, I mean, not so many people know, but you can select it now in yeah. the same currency, of course, also Bitcoin and so on. And uh, it was nice. I mean, it was, a, it was a good move in terms of marketing, not so much in terms of sales, because I don't think people will like so much to pay in crypto but yeah, it was yeah. a nice uh, was a definitely a nice move and then we from this experience we tried some b2b payment rates with some countries we work uh, still today that are a little bit uh, um, let's not say unbanked but of course uh, it's difficult to work with, with international bank clusters so countries such as Egypt uh, such as uh, uh, Iran uh, we even tried of course with the UAE we tried to do some uh, payment rates in USDC, just some small trial. Uh, hopefully one day we can use it more because it will really help and ease all the operations. Uh, until we reach today, our, uh, let's say, latest implementation uh, that I think it's the one more um, interesting for any manufacturer company, um, that is, of course, traceability blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting the payment side of it. Just what what sort of percentage of payments is with crypto? Is it one or two percent? Is it is so at the time, because there was a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, advertising by the foundation we work with and by the community, we had uh, some months where, yes, it hit it 1%. Um, today, it's maybe much less. We have very few payments in crypto. But of course, I think we're... Uh, it will be interesting again is the B2B side. So I, I'm sure with the USDC, uh, this would be something very interesting or with another stable coin and so on. So I see a lot of future over there. I hope to uh, restart this project uh, with some of my distributors that are a little bit more innovative in this sense and uh, bring some proper use case with bigger shipment. Yeah, no, there's definitely, definitely interest in the digital currency for, you know, supplier payments up and down the chain and be it in dollar or, you know, other currencies that people want to settle in. Because, as you say, the banking system is is very inefficient, very costly. And also, yeah, it doesn't work too well in some places and others. It's, you know, it's very expensive. So you can see massive adoption coming from the the B2B side of supplier payment yeah. um, with digital currencies and, and stable coins, which is really interesting, exciting sort of next area. So talk to us about the tracking. So, you know, for me, it's all about, you know, where's my coffee from? You, you have a very unique coffee, a very, you know, long, long, long history and brand. So how, how do I know, how does this work? How do I know what the coffee is? And talk, talk to me about the tracking. Yeah. 
so basically the the main um uh, let's say reason why we moved to this is because uh, uh, as you said perfectly customers are looking for transparency even more today um, especially in some specific country like North Europe or Western world like the US and so on there is always a more attention by customer to let's say the transparency and the origin of the product and what I was realizing is that every time you go to super to a supermarket for example you want to buy a product you actually see everything written in the package literally everything 100% organic 100% buy you, um, you know, directly source and so on, but who actually tells you that is real? And yeah. believe it or not, there is a lot of, there is a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, um, overusing of this word, even if not the practices are correct or use it correctly. So I was thinking about how cool would it be to actually allow our customer to see properly to have an access to a certificate of origin to see actually a certificate uh, of organic of the product to see the face of the farmer and so on so uh, i i was exposed to some uh, blockchain tracking project at the time and uh, i found in one called track good uh, the right solution let's say for us so today of course, we went through various stages. So we tried at the beginning with one product. Uh, we inserted all the supply chain from the region. So from the time the green coffee beans is grown until the time these coffee beans travels, goes to one company, it gets rust and then ships out. And basically we wanted to track everything, track every single moment of these steps. We subdivided the journey in five phases, which is basically the uh, plantation, harvesting, drying, the trip, the journey, and of course the roasting. Each of these journey steps, it's documented with the proper documentation. So again, certificate of origins, uh, laboratory analysis test, uh, um, um, certifications of the crop, uh, um, logistic information from customs or batch number, you know, of each of the shipment and so on, uploaded in the blockchain. And we, uh, of course, every single document is uploaded in the blockchain and uh, visible to our customers. So today our customer can scan the QR code in our package, yeah. can, or from our website, uh, e-commerce, just click on the link uh, yeah. that we also inserted in our e-commerce and go to this uh, uh, landing page where you can see these steps. You can click on the documents and see them. So you can actually see an original document, see the transaction hash of the blockchain transaction and see that actually Actually, every month, you know, this transaction hash is different, of course, because we upload every single document from every single batch. So it's not just done one time, also more than one time. Now, the, um, the interesting and most challenging part was about uh, uh, decentralizing this process. It's still today is not a very easy mm. one. So. Uh, of course, it's it's nice. I, I went personally to El Salvador to speak with the farmer and speak with the laboratory test uh, center and speak with the logistic guys, uh, trying to convince them, uh, guys, listen, we'll buy from you, but you need to upload independently these documentations in the blockchain because only like this you can achieve decentralization. Otherwise, you have, yes, a nice tracking solution, but centralized because uh, it's Barbera Coffee is uploading all the documentation, which is also a very nice thing and brings clarity and transparency. But I think that the real achievement is when we will have more parties populating the information, of course. And this is still today the main challenge. I mean, with some uh, products we did, we reached seven different parties, but some others were still, you know, in the process yeah. of doing this. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. So, 
you're tracking sort of you know the the different parts of the journey and and asking for information at each stage so they um do they have an app or something they can upload the documentation and just scan it and you know like correct. yeah yeah correct they, 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 there is an app that is given to our supplier where basically they can upload information they can upload also the location so even the location of the plantation is updated so there is a also tracking of uh, of the location we are now collaborating uh, even with the logistic company to put a GPS inside that gives information and, uh, you know, you can even track the journey which, uh, you, know, you know, area will uh, the ship goes. Um, so, yes, um, they, they, the main issue was convincing these people. Uh, and uh, probably in the future, there will be there must be some sort of reward of being transparent that will allow them to really, you know, feel... Uh, um part of this journey but uh it, it's been very interesting yes yeah no it's definitely it, it's the difficult one i mean i started um back in 2016 2017 um you know working on um it's actually olive oil from italy um this was back in back in the day and trying to track that and um it's a very high-end olive oil very expensive sold mainly in new york um and it, it was interesting all the information though is so much and you know the most interesting piece was actually the part about the journey and it was making sure that the olive oil stayed in the the vehicle and wasn't swapped out halfway through um you know and that was really interesting tracking the gps but also tracking the temperature of the vehicle so nice. if it's up or down it could have been that maybe somebody moved something and changed some oil and things like that but the amount of data is is crazy it's so how how do you deal with the amount of data that because it it sounds very small but actually you're talking about say five six seven parts to a journey and you know five six seven if not more maybe 10 parties minimum how do you manage all this data how does the system do this we um there is a coordination and to be frank with you anthony we started from scratch yeah. from something like this because it was easier let's say to bring these people in and convince them say listen we will uh, we will do actually we will launch a blockchain track product with you but you need to be part of this project while you know doing this with our existing origins that are quite complicated so what we did is we launched literally three new products in the market thanks to blockchain tracking they are single origins that are more on the speciality side that are easier to track because of course imagine tracking every different batch if yeah. you know some of my products are blends, seven yeah. different blends, I mean, it will be a we, we, we need to reach that point for sure. We need to yeah. reach that point, and I hope there will be something more automatic that will allow allow that. But today, it's uh, it's done on the single origins product. Again, it's everything is a test. Uh, but uh, thanks to the mobile app, thanks to Track Good, that of course. Uh, created a very easygoing system. I can just, you know, upload the product and uh, add the documentation and give the link, the access admin to the, all these people in the blockchain that they can upload automatically. It's quite easy. You know, there is a very nice backend that allows that. So it's not that difficult. Everybody can do it independently. Again, it's more about involving these people. Mm -hmm. uh, let them understand, uh, 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 let's say, the idea and the vision of, of the brand and of the journey. Um, something that, uh, though, is been very interesting to see is of course the response of the customer so this actually first first there was only one product today there are four products and actually they're really moving well and some of our distributors clients are actually buying this product because 
they are telling us where the history that this is a blockchain track product and we can also see the scan we see that there are around 2000 scans uh, per month uh, per product okay. so it, it's very interesting it's uh, it's it's also has been a vehicle for marketing as well so i, I see a big i mean big future for this and that's a, that's a really good points that that's what i wanted to talk about the sort of the customer and the business side of it because obviously we're not doing this just for fun you know this is about a business and a real company trying to grow and adopt blockchain technology to do do better for the world and also you know for your shareholders in the future so it's good to hear that the the customers and is that the end customers that are actually buying the packets or the distributors that are that are so yeah, great question. So the distributor, uh, uh, some of them, especially the North European US customers, they really like the idea. So they merit the idea. Uh, even some of them, they included in their e-commerce, in the website, in the description of our company. So it was for them was a key message to give yeah. uh, for people, for their customer buying our product. But definitely for them, consumer has been very interesting. I mean, we do uh, over 15 exhibitions per year. We have uh, a section written blockchain tracking. So it also became part of our, uh, one of our selling techniques, to be honest, because we are one of the few company. Now I see more and more coming, but uh, we were still, let's say, we were uh, two, three years ago, really early in the, in, in the, in the stage. Uh, but something else very interesting, Anthony, it also has been uh, the selection of our suppliers. This is a point that I actually forgot because uh, uh, through this system and this process we had to put in place, we actually discovered for one of the four blends that was already part of our system, we actually discovered things that we didn't like. So that we were saying that they were organic, but maybe the organic certificate was three years old. So it was also a way to validify, um, let's say, and validate, sorry, validate our supply chain because brings our supply our farmers to be top-notch and to be really updated with documentation, with practices and so on. That's actually really interesting because the the sort of auditing of the supply chain and the suppliers is a massive expense for retailers and and suppliers like yourselves. And I, you know, my background's retail, so I spent years in Marks and Spencer, Dixon's Group, and things like that. And I remember looking through, and I did I did um you know an audit on a um a fabric manufacturer back in this is years ago, it's probably well before anybody else's time. But um I remember you're going into a factory and you'll physically have to go there and then go through paperwork and things. And it's really interesting. You're, what you're talking about is actually solving some of that, whereby they have to renew the certificate, for example, every year, every six months, every order. But it's easy because they scan it and then you verify it and then it's there. So it's actually for retailers and suppliers cost base. It actually means one, there's a selling point because your customers like it, but two, you're cutting down your cost of audit and validation. And obviously, you know, the third one is then choosing your suppliers. So I think that's really interesting benefits. I hadn't thought of it that way. So that's, that's really interesting. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So um, the next question, so so the, the one holy grail discussion really for, for tracking physical products is how do I know that the physical product that I have is the one that you sent and it's the same coffee bean inside how do you how do you look at that problem because that's really the biggest challenge um for this 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's all about the documentation uploaded. So generally yeah. the documentation we upload, uh, the, we even upload the invoices with the farmer. We yeah. upload, um, you know, the certificate of origin is a specific document that is given by the custom of the region when the drink okay. of leaves. Uh, the logistic certificate is the batch number of the ships of the container with the green coffee inside. So we upload this information for every batch. These are official information. We, we should fake the, I mean, we, 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 let's say, to, to basically um, to avoid that, uh, someone should fake it, but it's very rare because the official documents. So yeah, yeah. this one generally uh, gives you the, um, let's say, the security that this, uh, this is, uh, let's say, um, uh, real and uh, uh, concrete, but of course, there's still, you know, governmental agency. So I think the only way would be, I think still is, could be, I mean, needs to be solved something like this. But like this, we found out that by uploading documentations, uh, uh, decentralizing it, you know, everybody uploads their own information and documentation. Generally, you should uh, at least, you know, guarantee to your customer where the product is coming from. Yeah, that's amazing. And and so the other side of that, interesting. I hear in the supply chain, and I hear as a a negative blockchain is transparency, which. I find fascinating because the point of blockchain is transparency to make things open. So what you're suggesting there, what, what your solution does is puts things like invoices, information and right. documentation onto, onto the blockchain, which is an immutable record and it's public blockchain. How do your suppliers and partners think about that? Is there, have there been privacy concerns or trust or... How how does any of that side of it? Fall? It's a it's a great question. It's a, it's a great question. It was to be honest one of the main challenge I had inside my organization. Um, you know because basically we are giving all the information where we are buying from and so on. At the end of the day, it's part of the project. It's part of a you know a project. And if you're very sure about your product, why not saying where you are actually you know buying it from? Um, anyway, there is the roasting part. It is something very specific and it's like the cooking part, let's say, of the coffee. But we have decided to marry this transparency journey, and uh, it's something that uh, um, let's say you need to convince the farmer from scratch. That's why yeah. I say that most of this product, three of the four blockchain track products we have today, they're new products because we had literally to go to the farm and say, listen, we will do a collaboration with you, but we need your full co cooperation on this project. And we told them, we convinced them they're part of the strategy. They even, they're very, some of them, they're also very excited about this project. Yeah, no, it's a really, really interesting. It's, it's, it's the point of blockchain. <laughs> it's the, the funny thing, you know, uh, tracking is is probably tracking of products is probably the most difficult blockchain um, solution at the moment uh, still. But um, I think what you guys have done is amazing so far, and especially as you've done it so early because the technology gets better each day, you know. So and, and you're seeing that, you know, you've talked about it's easier to do a few things now than it was two years ago, three years ago. Um, you know, so it, it's been really, really good to see that. I think, um, you know, in terms of um, what we do at uh, CBRC, we, we've actually scored the project. Um, and that's based on, um, it's always the hardest word to say, which is blockchain applicability. <laughs> so is it is the project for blockchain and how, you know, how's it working, etc. And out of 100, you've scored 80 out of 100, which, you know, the project is 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 very highly scored because it's critically important to sort of 
you know, get this information onto blockchain and use it. And I think, you know, the nearer to 100 for the score is the bits you've really talked about is still getting more suppliers on board, you know, certifying things a bit more, making things a bit more authentic, uh, um, uh, you know, approved and verified, etc. So I think that, you know, the project gets a, an 80 score, which is, you know, a, a very, very good score. And uh, I can't wait to see what you guys are doing next. And that's that's my next question. So my next question is, what, what is your plan for the blockchain usage in, in sort of Café Barbera over the next, say, couple of years? Yeah. So the um, thank you for first of all for the score. Uh, yeah. So the um, the the vision and the mission is to get as much as product as possible into let's say the rail of blockchain. So we want to be transparent with all our product. We have over ninety SKUs. Yeah. Um, right now we have only four that are with box blockchain yeah. uh, solutions. So our plan is to let's say um, uh, bring of course more suppliers, as you said perfectly, and decentralizing as much as possible. I think this is, will be the key of, uh, of the success of this project, to bring a decentralization really uh, idea for the project. Otherwise, we will uh, we will not really achieve what we wanted. And the other one that we are working on is actually, and it's very interesting, you can see in some of our stores already, one stores in Dubai, so our physical store, because our, we have our own coffee shop chain, we are actually are putting this product in the merchandising section, explaining the history with some very nice flyers and uh, even some in-store communication, say, blockchain tracking. So we're trying to even uh, transmit uh, this new technology we're adapting as part of the in-store communication of our physical store. And we have launched this so far in Cafe Barbera Athens that has been opened three months ago and Cafe Barbera Base Square in Dubai. These are the first two locations that have actually communication as part of their communication of this uh, stores we're actually talking about blockchain tracking have this product exposed so we are trying now the second step will be to actually bring these products in our own chain and let people know more about it because so far we have it only in our e-com of course in, with QR code in our products and our distributors 10 of them so far they have it also in their website but we are trying now to push it we're bringing it to exhibition so we need to now to let's say push more these uh, integration inside our company for the blockchain tracking. Then, of course, we are open for other uh, solutions that could help our company to be more uh, efficient, maybe some uh, internal system uh, of blockchain tracking inside for our documentation. That would be also interesting. Because so far, we're just looking at the regions, but maybe there is also a lot to do inside. Uh, who knows? I mean, we're very much open. Always say, if you are in the Web3 space, let us know. If you have some cool idea, we're ready to implement. Yeah, definitely. I think a couple of, you know, uh, next areas. One is you've talked about is payments and the, you know, stable coin and digital currency payments, which, you know, I think, you know, coming into 2024 and then maybe into 2025 when regulations are a bit clearer. I think that will be massive. I think your other one maybe to look at is, um, you know, loyalty. And, um, you know, offering loyalty, um, you know, programs and things around this based on blockchain and, and usage and sharing. I think, you know, there's some really interesting use cases around uh, loyalty that's coming out. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Very exciting. So final question. Where do you see all this blockchain world going in, say, five years time? So which is like for, for normal, that's like a thousand years from now. Uh, for blockchain world, <laughs> you know, what do you see in five years or so time? So I think that uh, um, let's say let's let's divide the the world <coughs> the world of um, 
speculation for the world of uh, real world use cases. So for the sides of uh, let's say the financial side, uh, if the Bitcoin ETF will play out, probably this will bring a lot of, uh, uh, of course, security and stability for the sector as a whole. And uh, hopefully legislation, as you said perfectly, will bring uh, clarity to stablecoin aspect, DeFi, NFT space and whatever. So uh, I think we are going to the direction, but let's see. Uh, in terms of real-world use cases, I think that, uh, I mean, blockchain uh, products already proven to be a very solid uh, uh, foundations for tracking, for decentralized storage, for so many things. Um, the, I think the market will go to a direction where in five years people will use this technology, but probably will not even know that they are using it. Because what I'm realizing, even with our project, uh, is that uh, people are so excited by scanning and see the farmer pictures and see the documentation. They always say, wow, I can actually, it's 100% organic, very cool. But they don't understand that actually there is a transaction hash, they can click, they can see yeah. uh, in Algo Explorer, for example, it Explorer to see when this was done by who and so on. So, <laughs> and I don't think people will get it together for that, at, at least, you know, right? So I think that uh, company will start using it because they will see um, a proper, um, let's say, um, uh, uh, benefit, especially yeah. in the origins and uh, traceability, counterfeit products and uh, um, probably government documentation. I mean, there's so much about it, you know, authenticity of the documentation, smart contracts and so on. So people will use it. But uh, I don't know that we really understand it. <laughs> and okay. uh, that's fine. I mean, uh, who knows how a car is, is, is working, right? But you're driving it every day. Okay. So it's, uh, this, I think, hopefully will be the, 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 the way it will go. Yeah. No, definitely. I think the, you know, people will just use it without knowing is, is so important. Because as you say, you know, I don't know how TCIP works. I just use the internet. And I don't know how my mobile phone works. I just turn it on. That's the way, you know, blockchain needs to be. Blockchain technology is just something that happens and how you use it, you scan the product, you can see where things are, you can access different things. You know, it's amazing. So brilliant. Okay, Elio, so if people want to get in contact with you and want to know more information, what's your um, what's your website and, and details for the viewers if they want to sure. learn So more? they can check uh, www.cafebarbera.com, double F. Uh, my email is elio at cafebarbera.com. If you want to drop me an email or you can just add me on LinkedIn, Elio Barbera, and uh, yeah, always happy to meet people from uh, Web3 Spaces. Yeah, brilliant. No. Thank you very much for that, Elio. It's been an absolute pleasure, amazing project, and um, best of luck with the future. Looking forward to seeing all your next solutions and, and what you do with blockchain and Cafe Barbera next. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Anthony, for having me here and uh, hope to see you very soon.